Hey, hey, Gavin. Hey, Louie. How are you doing? Honey, talk about sickening. <laughs> sickening, no. A sickening, no. <laughs> the only sickness we have here on this here podcast is being sickening, but also occasionally being sick. Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry, everybody. I'm recording in a mask, mm-hmm. so I don't get what Louis has. Yeah, <laughs> which is fierceness, extravagance. Like I, oh yeah, I have, what the the things I've got, honey, you can't buy. <laughs> you can only catch. They're, they're with not some contagious. Mouth to mouth. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Hi. Uh, we are a little bit late with this episode because I went to Florida, and when you go to Florida, you get COVID. Uh, <laughs> it's a true fact. It is a true fact, hon. Uh, don't um, be... Uh, I was distracted by the fun gay things that they have in Florida, um, like beaches and old people. And open and, mouth kissing, apparently. And, and open mouth kissing. <laughs> I just realized, look at my little hair sticking yeah, up behind. It's, cute. it's so stupid. <laughs> it's cute. Um, hi, everyone. This is The Mixed Reviews. We are a film podcast where we take a film subject, such as an actor, director, or a mini genre, and we take two weeks, sometimes three, mm-hmm. and we watch as many movies as we can, and then we come and we give you a full history, and we tell you what's hot and what's not. You know, I I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, do we give a full history? Because this we, episode this episode is going to show we give the history we can. Okay, yes. we are not uh, investigative journalisming out there and being like, okay, we really need the scoop. What the fuck was she doing in the fifth grade? Um, We're investigative journalists as far as the Olsen twins when they dressed up as detectives. Yes, that's. Yes. <laughs> Honey, I am. We are sweet with a Google search, okay? Uh, so we give we give a partial history, a little a rewind, if 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 you'd like, and I would. Um, yeah, we mix it up. The reviews get a little hot. Um, before we talk about this, um, uh, this new subject, we've got some old business. We absolutely do. First of all, we got our poll. Um, if you can imagine, go back in time. Our last subject was the Miss Uma Thurman. She is the moment. She is an icon. Um, and we asked you guys to go online and vote for your favorite Uma Thurman movie. I gotta say, it was getting real spicy with the girlies um, on, on, on the poll. I, I will say, somebody, and I have full confidence that they don't listen to this show, Ooh. sabotaged that Ooh. poll. Wow. And I'm not gonna name names. Sorry, Bob the Drag Queen. But <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say that... Uh, it was a little unfair towards your pick. And I did. It's funny. I was actively campaigning for you at one point. I was yeah, like, you know, I'm I'm not I'm less mad at the people who don't listen, who go to the polls. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm not. That's the problem but, with America. But, yeah, <laughs> but I will. I was just like, tell me you're straight with by saying that you don't like one movie. Yeah. If you don't like Batman and Robin. I'm sorry, you're straight and you're wrong. They won't um, let you in the club. And you don't like fun things. But, all right, here are the results. Um, my pick, Batman and Robin and Dangerous Liaisons, tied for 14%. Um, so a respectable third place. Yes, there you go. A seventh alternate. Um, Pulp Fiction came in at 18%. In second place, a lot of people also discussing how Pulp Fiction is the best and how I'm a dumb dumb because I don't get it. I just thought to myself, like, think about what you like about Pulp Fiction. Like, and, and truly, I'm not mad at Pulp Fiction. I just think that there are all the things that happen in Pulp Fiction 
could happen in a universe where Quentin Tarantino isn't saying the N-word over and over again for what? Shock value? For like that character sucks. Like that that person in that movie, that character su- like yeah. n- nothing redeeming about it. Like I get it. I I get why it is what it is, but like <sighs> like there are other movies, guys. Relax. Yeah. Um and in first place, Kill Bill, Gavin's pick. <clears throat> um we kind of made a Kill Bill a one situation there because you chose the whole bloody affair. I did, I did. And you know, I it's hard to argue with that result because I do think and you even said it in the episode, it is her magnum opus. It, it is. is. It is. So I, I think it's really hard to argue with that outcoming result. But once again, like if you can't find entertainment in her performance in Batman and Robin, there so is so dumb. Yeah. So I, I mean and I, and I did think it was funny and like I know you put together the poll, so like this is a monster of your making, but the inclusion of dangerous liaisons, I just think it's funny that I like I don't ever think like, oh, dangerous liaisons. Uma, Uma Thurman. Thurman. Yeah. yeah. I was like, should I put Gattaca in? Should I put The Truth About Cats and Dogs? Which did get a couple ride It got a couple shout-outs, so hey. Um, but I thought the breadth of time was a nice, like, you know, spread. And it also, I, to me, was like a spread of her talents. Um and, and the range, yeah. Really. Oh no, I think I think you picked well. I just think it was funny that there was such a turnout for a film in which she's in a third of. But whatever. I digress. We digress. <laughs> Uma, you are an icon. We love you. Um, but we are moving on. We absolutely um, are. We have a couple more um, items of old business though before we start the new app. Um, we have some comments. We do. So, as I say at the end of every episode, but who knows how long you listen to these episodes. (laughs) But at the end of every episode, I say, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can stop by there and leave us a five-star rating. Yes, five stars, please. And write us a little review. And if you do, we will read it on the show. And what this does, and I know I don't want to, like, beg for reviews, but what this does is it helps other people find our show. And it, like, puts us in the algorithm in a way that doesn't happen if you just rate us five stars and or don't rate us at all also we are currently sitting at a nice comfortable 73 reviews and ratings on apple Podcasts, and i've now made it my mission i've decided that (laughs) i would i would love us to have a hundred reviews by the end of 2022 only because we've been doing this for five years we've had this show for five years and i know shows that get a thousand reviews in their first year they're not all positive and i'd prefer you keep it positive but i so haters come on let's go so like i'm not saying this out of jealousy i just you know i i'm we're putting in the work you know i just yeah it's not it's not jealousy it's like hello we're here yeah um and i feel like we do a lot of good work so gavin why don't we do you want to do that first one and i'll do the second one absolutely so our first one comes from film shake and the subject is great actor and film deep dives and film shake says love this duo's deep dives particularly the ones into the breadth of a particular actor's career they do their research and they have great chemistry when the end theme comes on i can't believe two hours have already passed and honey, we're proud of those two hours. We try to be very We do. We do. With There's our time. Only once have we gone over and I'm still trying to never again. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Mecca, you know what you did. <laughs> um, okay, this comes from Mr. Dare Bear. And the subject says, love the concept. 
The concept of this podcast is an A plus and makes it stand out among all the movie podcasts that I'm assuming that exist. Since picking a specific topic for a filmography means we get a wide selection of movies to hear about in one episode, all while learning the arc of a subject's careers, or in some cases, how a type of movie has changed over time. Gavin and Louie bring a lot of knowledge, research, insight, and overall lovely energy to the conversations. I've gotten some great movie recommendations from listening to it, and it's impeccably produced. Okay, Gavin? Wow. Why, thank you. That's for Gavin. Gavin (laughs) is our producer extraordinaire doing all of the audio, logical editing. uh, Oh, I'm blushing. Interviews. I mean, yes. Can you hear my blush? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also wanted to say that I recently reconnected with um, an old friend, and I was texting her um about we used to work together and she said p.s i listen to the mixed reviews every like every episode and i was like jillian what (laughs) um she was an old friend from uh a newspaper i used to work in and she now lives in florida too um and i was just it was just so it made me so happy um so shout out to jillian and your lovely family down there hi jillian you've just made a new friend as well so yes um but it's his name is not Gavin. It's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, but it isn't Gavin. Um, but okay, I believe that wraps up all of our old business. Um, it does. We are so so excited here on this day to bring you this brand speaking new episode. Gavin, tell the children who we're talking about today. We're doing the wonderful, amazing, comedic, but also dramatic, the great, extraordinary. One-time possible journalist. Uh-huh. Yes. Regina Hall. Miss Regina Hall herself. Wow. Um, have you had more fun like working on an episode than this? Like it- not in a long time. I'll be I'll be perfectly honest. I went into this thinking like, oh, because of the scary movies and that sort of stuff. And she's talked about it in her career too, that she gets pigeonholed because she started in something so broad. I did comedy. So so I was like, will I ever be able to break into a dramatic world? You know what I mean? And my first big comedy comedy was scary movie and that was broad. So then people were like, well, can she do, you know, can she only do broad kind of roles? So it was, yeah, it was that challenge. And I'd wondered, would I ever get out would I ever be able to to go beyond that ceiling? And I was like, oh, no, there's all these. And I'll be honest, for 90% of this, it was a pure delight. Even, even when she's in trash. And let's say her yeah. career isn't spotless. No. <laughs> but I, she is just such a ray, uh, a halo of positive um warm um laugh out loud oh my god stupidity and wondrousness I, it's and then and when you see her in a dramatic role it's just like somehow she's able to bring that same level of attention grabbing fierceness i'm like it, it, it's it's unreal like there are so few people like her um and when people try to compare her to others i'm like yeah, that person's funny, but like it's not the same right. with Regina. She something I, else. I like that you said the the word level because that's what I was thinking about. Is that with her, it's about levels. And sometimes when you talk about acting, you do talk about levels. And there's people who are understated. There's people who are overstated. The people that sort of sit in the middle. I think what's fun about watching her, and like you said, even in a dramatic role, is it's an unexpected level. Mm-hmm. And she can bring 
emotion to a really funny scene. She can bring anger to a surprisingly, you know, dark, calm scene. I think one of my favorite moments in any of these movies that I had to watch was Best Man Holiday when she has her like big confrontation mm-hmm. with uh, with another mm-hmm. woman who is just being as nasty as possible to her. <laughs> and the like the level, the like way that she escalates the scene is so calculated. But you you don't see you don't see any of it on her face. Right. But you you that- just think of the planning that went into it. You're just like amazing. I think, you know, there are sometimes when I watch comedians and I get that uneasy feeling. I'm like, oh, are they, where is this going? Like, is it? I never feel that way when Regina's on screen. Regina is the master of listening yeah. and reacting. She's not always doing it for the bit. You know, right. even w- when we saw her at the Oscars, which is all bits. Yeah. She is, she is patiently waiting for her time. She's not going to step on you. She's like, I'm hilarious and I know it. Like, I'm not... You know, I'm not going to yell and scream and um, be doing all that. I think uh, uh, we're going to have to talk about Kevin Hart because yes. he is in some of her movies. When you when you said sometimes when you watch comedian and you're like, oh, I don't know where they're going with this. I was like, yes, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Correct. Kevin Hart. <laughs> and, and, you know, they're really good at a couple movies together. Yeah. But I often think about like, man, he... Now that he is who he is, it's just like on another planet. Like, you know, it's somehow discomfort. Like, I, I don't know. It, it All of the grace that she has with her comedy, he does not have. Yes. Um, and I think we will see that later. Um, but that being said, I guess, Gavin, it's time for us to jump into our rewind. Miss Regina Lee Hall was born on December 12th, 1970. That makes her 51 years old. I was telling Derek today, I said, if you had asked me how old is Regina Hall, I would have said 36. I literally, words out of my mouth, I was thinking 36. Yeah, like, I, 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 and I know it doesn't make sense mathematically. I know she was making movies as an adult in like the late 90s. <laughs> but uh, look at, I mean, just looking at her and... Yeah. And and the energy and like every I I don't I don't I don't the the dark magic I good good, good. The, I love the, it. The only reason I know that she is over fifty is because she had that viral moment last year, right? Where she wrote her own song, "A Bitch yes. Is Old Today." Uh huh. A bitch is old today, but I've been told I still got good pussy. Uh huh. Yeah, and which is great, by the way. cannot recommend enough Um, a bitch is old Um, okay so what me and Gavin were talking about earlier though with our like journalism skills is that there is not a lot about Regina's early life there is not a lot about her craft um, but we're gonna try and you know fill in some blanks and give you like a broad overview yeah I I was talking with Louie before the show started and I was saying too that like Hopefully, I, I get enough interview clips that satiate our audience. But like, th- no one interviews her about anything important. They right. they don't treat her like they treat other actors, and so there's not a lot of questions about like your craft and what you do, and and it's more like, hey, did you have fun on this set and everything? Right. And right, it's like no one has asked her about like her influences, right? And like, and and the, it's it's so sad because she's actually so fucking smart, absolutely. Like she, 
Um, but we'll get into it. Okay. So she was born in Washington, D.C. She's the daughter of Odie and Ruby Hall. Um, mom was a teacher and dad was a, an electrician. Um, she went, I mean, and literally, that's all we know. She, uh, the, the next stop on the, on, the, on the Regina Hall train is she came to the Bronx and she went to Fordham where she got a degree in English. Um, acting was not on the radar really no. for a large portion of the first quarter, you know, century of her life. Um, she, so she got her bachelor's degree in 1992 and decided, you know, she talks a lot about how she was really into um, journalism. She was really into Dateline and some fancy journalism book that I do not know about. Um, but she was just really into it and was really, she really admired the, the, the craft. And so she decides to go to NYU and get her master's degree in journalism. Um, and she graduates. Uh, during this time, though, her father um, suffers a massive stroke and he dies. Um, and she has talked about how that was life changing. Yeah. Um, she she also spoke about and something I thought was really powerful um, about how she didn't talk about her father for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then she would get people interviewing her and asking her solely about her mother as though her father wasn't was like a non-entity. There's a brevity in life that you realize that you, you know, that's sobering. And so I just, I, you know, I didn't, and, and one day I was doing an interview and someone said, so Regina, how was it growing up without a dad? Because I used to always say, I'm going to see my mom, my mom. And I realized by not talking about him, people just thought I had a father that just wasn't in my life. And then that made me feel really awful because he was such a, an amazing and present father. Well, my Close. parents got divorced when I was six. Neither of them remarried. He lived 10 minutes away and he came over every day and we didn't have visitation things. I could go and spend the night whenever I wanted. He could come over whenever he wanted. So we didn't have limits on, um, I, I just never thought about it. Like it would just be like, you know, I'd come home and my mom would be like, your dad's downstairs. And, you know, I think they both did that on purpose. I mean, none of them remarried. Nobody, I, don't, I doubt if anybody was going to be remarrying somebody that was at their ex-wife's house every day. But um, he was just very much in my life. And she talks about how she was in this period of grief um, and grieving over her father's sudden death and thinking a lot about, you know, what am I going to do with my life? You know, is this what I really want to do? And um, she does uh, basically, you know, say his death was what altered the course of her life. Um, it didn't happen overnight, but, you know, because she, she graduates from NYU and she works a little bit as a journalist and also um, as an adjunct professor in communications at, I think, the University of New Rochelle. Um, and Fooley is a professor, you know, um, and she's doing this, but at the same time, a friend says, "Hey, like if if you're into acting, like you should get you should go on auditions." And she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah." And 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 this is kind of like a gray area. There's no no one's like really asked her. She hasn't revealed, you know, exactly this time frame. But I imagine, you know, you're kind of chugging along on your career. This really um, life changing event happens, and you start to think about like, what else is there? What else can I do? And she starts going on auditions just to make some side money. Essentially, she you know says that she started acting just to make some side money. 
um, and gets her first commercial when she's 26 <laughs> years old um, for McDonald's. This is the only thing that most interviewers are interested in. I have found at least five different interviews where people have been like, and we have your first McDonald's commercial here. But it is essentially, you know, uh, just a commercial. Her line is like, I could go for some fries. We'll go to McDonald's. Did somebody say McDonald's? I could go for a Big Mac. It's a McDonald's fries. McDonald's. She says, though, you know, like a lot of rejections. She really didn't like hone a craft. You know, she talks about like it was just something she did. She was also waitressing a lot. Things just kind of like, like I said, she has this side career as a journalism and a uh, or a journalist and a professor after the McDonald's commercial she starts getting itsy bitsy little things here and there um she was on a soap opera called Loving that I've not found any clips of so if anybody has any Regina Hall Loving clips I would love to see them yeah I was like I don't I, I'm not that I'm a huge like soap person but I c- couldn't place this soap opera loving um, i vaguely remember it just as a slightly older person than you <laughs> <But>. <laughs> um she was on new york undercover um just doing guest appearances she was in too tired to die as a stripper yes um, yeah, in yeah. 1998 um, I, I didn't end up watching that movie just because i read how small her role was uh maybe same. someday i'll eventually do it maybe we'll do somebody else in it but i figured i could skip it yeah 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 um but re- the, the big break is the best man in 1999. She plays Candy, who is a stripper. Um, and it's it's kind of jarring seeing this movie because she's so young. Like it's she's like a tiny little a tiny little Regina Hall. She met a lot of what I would call her um, black contemporary actors. Yeah, you know, a lot her of peers. Yeah, a lot of people who she'd be working, she will be working with for the rest of her career. Um, she met Sanaa Lathan on it, who's a good friend. I, I was um, going to say, can I can I just say that I found a YouTube compilation that I'm I'm not going to include a clip of here because it's very frenetic and sort of all over the place. But mm-hmm. if you look up this great uh, YouTube compilation of her and Sanaa Lathan together, they have the type of friendship that I feel like I can only aspire to. It's so <laughs> adorable and so like truly good friends. Yeah, yeah. And Sanaa, who is probably most famous for Love and Basketball, which Regina's in for a little bit. Um, so it, this is kind of her... She, she says like she was really nervous, but she was so excited um, to kind of... I mean, nervous because literally, I would say 90% of her time on this movie is in a bra and like yeah. little tiny panty situation. She's not in a lot of the movie. No, she's uh, really not. I would say... Altogether, she has about 10 minutes worth of a t- almost two-hour film. So Right. Um, what do you think about The Best Man? I liked it. I had never seen it before. Um, it's it's a good ensemble movie, I think. And I, I like the fact that even though I will say everybody feels a little older than I think they're playing. <laughs> I Which ends up helping out the sequel, but that, we'll get there. But I think think that the movie does a good job at like creating those slightly immature ideas for a lot of the characters. I mean, it's certainly dated and it's certainly of a time and a place, but I like most of the plots. I like the way they intersect. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I did. It wasn't a movie I loved, but I, I thought it was cute. I 
watching it, all I could think of was like, straight people are so like sad. Yeah, like, yeah, my yeah. God. Well, that's that's what I mean by the immaturity. I mean, the main thrust of the plot is that it's like Tay Diggs writes a tell all like a, a, a very thinly veiled tell all of their time at in college so in in this tell-all it's revealed that he slept with monica calhoun's character mia who is marrying morris chestnut and morris chestnut's this religious kind of football player yeah football player and and tate diggs is the titular best man and so the whole drama is what if you found out that your best man actually fucked your fiance back in college? Right. And I was like, LOL. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. exactly. Well, that's the thing. It, and also like, I don't know. It, it, there were so many extenuating circumstances too. They're like, we were on a break and I knew it would hurt you. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, straight people. Right. Like, I, I, I was like, this just doesn't seem like Tay Diggs's fault right. at all. Like this seems like a, you and your fiance situation. I don't know what's going on, but there's drama. People like, missed opportunities it's fun it's fun her her love interest in the film uh regina hall's love interest in the film by the way is uh harold perineau who i absolutely love just an amazing actor so i loved seeing their pairing even though once again they're barely in this film together but don't worry we'll see them later in the sequel if the best man was her breaking into black hollywood um 1999's scary movie is her breaking into fucking everything you know um the cosmic force that is brenda <laughs> like I, a like a meteor striking the earth i refuse to rewatch any of these uh but she has always been my favorite part of them i i think what's re- what's so telling about the ones you know cuz one and two are made by the Wayans brothers. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they're no longer made by the Wayans brothers. But both her and Anna Ferris are in three and four. Correct. And I think that is so telling that the people that created this series or, or continued this series knew what true gifts these mm-hmm. two women have for yeah. comedy. And they can sell the dumbest of yes. things that happen in these films. Uh, I do not. I'm not a particular fan of this style of film. I don't think there's a lot of artistry to the lowest common denominator. There's that being said, some of these are so fucking funny. So there's yeah. some jokes in them that are so fucking funny. Yeah. I, I mean, the I find myself daily saying. Cindy, this is Bones. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's the best line ever. Yeah. Her line delivery in Scary Movie 2 is so good. <gasps> okay, now let that shit just, just mutilate her white ass and leave. <laughs> Damn it, Rita. Oh my God, Rita, we're gonna die. It would have just been you if you would have just shut the fuck up. But once again, I did not rewatch. I just watched clips. I watched her in the theater in the first one. And... Yeah, I I watched. I want everyone to know I watched all four fucking movies. Wow, um, I've seen them I, before. If it makes you feel better, it's not like I, I haven't. Had, I had seen one, two, and three. I hadn't seen four. Um, the they do get worse over 
you know, as you go on. But the thing like that is secretly, I think three is my favorite. I don't know why. Really, I don't know why. I it's the it's the dumb joke. It's the the hat. Yeah, it's the hat. And yeah. and also another joke from her, which is when she's explaining to Charlie Sheen how his wife died. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. Like, is it this way? Yeah. Or is it this like, way? Here's yeah. a hot dog, and you break it out. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not proud. <laughs> I I do think uh, the first one is my favorite, even though two is very good. What I realize, what I love most about one and two, for sure, specifically is. You know, they're amazing, but they're they very are time capsules of the time. And I what I I was like, oh, I had forgotten that these aren't just spoofing scary movies. They're spoofing a very specific culture. Like in Scary Movie 2, they take five minutes to dunk on Nike for like yeah. you know, a, a little moment. They take, you know, they're doing the WhatsApp, like the like I was like, oh yeah, the Budweiser thing. That was a whole fucking moment. You that know, was and, huge. <laughs> and so I was thinking, like, what would a Gen Z person watching this be like? I don't get the reference, but to us, it's, 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 it's. I think it's very funny. Um, they're very stupid movies. Yes. Um, I can't recommend watching like even the fourth one, which is so bad. When Brenda finally shows back up, even though she's been killed in the third one, and they don't explain it, masterpiece. Um, <laughs> the the fourth one was like had the saw elements and also the village, right? And yeah, right, yeah, 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 right, right. I saw I saw that once drunkenly at a friend's apartment, upstate New York, and yeah, I have yeah, very yeah. few memories. Queen Latifah's in that one, though, right? Queen Latifah's yeah, in that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it has the worst opening of all of them. It's Shaquille O'Neal and. Dr. Drew. No, not Dr. Drew. Dr. Phil. Uh, I mean, um, they're all quacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Brenda in the village garb talking about how she wants to like hook up with one of like the village guys. It's fucking she is still like I she said, yeah, I'm making a check and I'm fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um to be to go back to scary movie one though, you know, it, it cannot be overstated how this movie went off like a bomb. I don't think we had spoof culture as a mainstream thing in a long while. We hadn't had an airplane type movie since airplane. Um, and this movie was made for $19 million and it made $278 million hairs with literally they were selling culture because Anna Ferris was a nobody. Regina was a nobody. Like the Waynes were kind of names, but like, right, they, but they were like sitcom names. They weren't, yeah. you know, major star right. blockbuster Right. I mean, like, the biggest name in the actual movie was what? Carmen Electra, who dies in the first five minutes. Right. Which is the whole Drew Barrymore of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sherry O'Terry as, like, the weather person. Like, it's, it it is so, so dumb. But again, cannot overstate just the full throated, like, the second you meet Brenda, the the literal second of Cindy like seeing her at school and she's talking about like <laughs> the guys dating the video backup dancers <laughs> and she's like it's disgusting Cindy like you know her immediately and she talks about like you know she was worried about being pigeonholed and you know but she's like you know what I do want to be that girl I am gonna represent um this this girl that i know this you know she um there there was talk that um christina milian was the first choice for this role uh, 
Oh, and really? Even Aliyah turned this role down. Um, wow. Queen China. of the Damned. Um, Brenda, as a character, though, apparently wasn't fully formed until um, Regina came into the picture. Apparently, there was two, you know, uh, characters. They formed into one to make Brenda. Um, but it's just the, the 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 theater scene specifically might be one of the most iconic, yeah. like you know, scenes of her career. Um, and she her death scene in this movie, people. Just fucking love it. <laughs> Not a member of Sam! Sam, this is some scary shit! Oh, oh I am scared! Oh, oh. Excuse me? Uh, I think I paid my money like everybody else up in here. Spoiler, she dies. Um, spoiler? She, <laughs> Not yeah, that it matters. that she dies, films. but then comes back for each preceding movie. Yeah. Um, Can't keep a good no, character no, no, down. No. Truly. Uh, when she's filming Scary Movie 2, she um, joins the cast of Ally McBeal. Uh, she talks about how she thought she was like being offered a part. Turns out it was an audition. And she was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> but she joins the cast in season five. Um, I watched some Ally McBeal, but I swear to God, I must have not made it that far in because I don't remember her at all. And I couldn't even like find any YouTube clips of her. Um, on the show, but the only Ally McBeal experience I've ever had is the dancing baby and the crossover with the practice. Uh, yeah, it's enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so after Scary Movie, you know, she obviously becomes, uh, I don't want to say famous or well known because like she's still very much limited in that world. Um, yeah. She's felt, she's on Ally McBeal now. So she's being able to do a little more things. Um, I do, I do want to mention just real quick before we breeze sure. by them, just because I I think it's Im- important collaboration, like early on in her career, you mentioned that she's in love and basketball. It's not a huge role, but it, she is in the, in that film, uh, which is directed by Gina Price Bythewood, who then casts her also in a supporting role in the HBO movie disappearing acts, which is uh, another movie starring Sana Lathan and Wesley Snipes. And it's a, uh, romance drama it's it's based off of the book disappearing acts by terry mcmillan uh who also did waiting to exhale so it has that caliber to it and if you can find disappearing acts i'm not sure i'm not even sure it's on hbo max it's so good like i mean it's like not It's just a great performance by Sana Lathan. I know we're not here to talk about her, but I I loved watching her. I liked watching Wesley Snipes in a romantic lead, something you rarely get to see him do. He does not kill any vampires in this Mm. movie. And seeing Regina Hall, it's so funny because she, Regina Hall plays like, Sana has these two friends and they are like literal, literal devil and angel (laughs) on her shoulder. And Regina's sort of the devil-y type where she's like, he didn't call you, fuck him. (laughs) That sort of. Um, So, but I I don't know. I I really enjoyed watching this movie and I I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was like in, in the mood for like a good romantic movie because it doesn't, it didn't end up changing the world, but you know, good performances all around. I love that. Oh, please. 
There ain't nothing wrong with wanting a man who can take care of me. Yes, but buying you jewelry and paying your rent isn't the only way a man can take care of you. Well, if I was a lawyer married to an investment banker, I could talk the same shit you're talking, Claudette. Whatever. Whatever didn't put those rocks in your ears now, did they? But I guess I'm the only one who can be honest here. After a scary movie, scary movie 2, she's mostly doing like small little um, supporting moments. She does Paid in Full, which is, uh, you know, a kind of like drug thriller type thing. She's not, she's just like a, um, a romantic interest. She's not really. Yeah, she's really small part. Like I, it got to a point where I was yeah, like. We're, yeah, not gonna, we're not. No. We're not going to see her in this movie yeah. anymore, are we? <laughs> so yeah, was... like you know, in two thousand three, she does Scary Movie three. Um, like you had mentioned, this is the first movie that they don't do with the Wayans brothers. You can kind of tell it's a lot. Um, it's a lot less uh, culturally specific and is more just kind of like yes. slapsticky. Which you know, Brenda was not doing slapstick stuff in the first two, um, but now in the third one, she's. Um, like fighting the girl yeah, from the ring. I mean, I mean, in that scene, hello, <laughs> um, Cindy, the floor's leaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's there. There's also a huge decrease in terms of uh, like gross out yeah. jokes by the third yeah. movie. Um, she's also in Malibu's Most Wanted a little bit. I did not watch it. Whatever. Um, saw it in college. I was fine. <laughs> the next thing I saw that she's in is the Honeymooners. Um, which is a remake of the CBS um, sitcom. Yes. Um, this movie, you know. Really? Okay, so I I have an interesting thing about The Honeymooners. I remember when it came out, and I remember there being a lot of backlash, and a lot of that backlash was, like, not so thinly veiled racism. Mm. And it was like... Why are they doing this? Like with black characters, it's a white sitcom, blah, blah, blah. And I watched it. And I think the biggest issue I had with the movie, besides the fact that like it could be funnier, but I think everybody else, I think everybody's doing a good job in their roles. <laughs> I think the the constraints of the fact that it comes from a sitcom and that sort of episodic nature of its plots where it's like one thing and then it's another thing and then there's a dog track and blah, blah, blah. like that is maybe the problem with the film is the the construction of it but honestly i didn't think it was that bad and so then i was like so what what was the real what was the culprit here and all i could think of was like racism <laughs> racism was, in america but, but because it was just like a passable comedy I thought, you know that i think everyone in this movie is funny i i think regina specifically is very good i like her yeah casting her as trixie is kind of a brilliant right and her opposite of gabrielle union like it's there one like yes that it does make sense morning cramden hey trixie what you got there trixie oh i made french toast alice i tried this new powdered sugar tasty meds it's the one that gives to the diabetics right when they wake up from the coma 99 cents. It's a slight little aftertaste, but it's still good. Right, Ralph? Mm. See? Trixie makes Ed French toast. That's because Ed's not on Trimps, Bob. Oh, you got jokes. You just a regular UPN sitcom, huh, Alice? I think that maybe, like, I am not exactly... To me, this is not Cedric the Entertainer's, like, finest work. I don't think... I oh, think... really? See, I, I like to... Uh, I mean, I, I think there's... I think he's also 
doing a lot to try and reference. Yes, yes, and that's the thing that I was going to get yeah. to. I think he is funnier when he gets to be himself. And, yeah. and and I'm like, you hire Cedric to be Cedric. Here, they're having him like do like romantic, but like kind of dumb, dumb like guy. Like, oh, I'm not going to take care of the the stuff at home. I'm I'm going to like gamble all our like it's it's just so silly, Billy, but not funny. The whole I, I also was just like, this man is driving his bus wherever he wants to, I guess. Yeah. But I will say, this was in 2005. No one was doing like I think a lot of. Um, like now they're doing those ABC like reboot kind of things with like yeah like Wonder yeah. Years but also and, even like yeah. the live you know like we're gonna do the live um, oh yeah yeah the uh, all right. the family and the Jeffersons right. and, and it, yeah it's yeah so, it's easier to swallow I think for audiences to have these iconic characters in these white sitcoms being played by black characters um, whereas in 2005 clearly um, it was kind of novel. And people had yeah. a fucked up reaction to it. And I and I will also say once again that like maybe the the biggest problem, at least for me, because you clearly didn't enjoy it <laughs> on a different level, but was like it didn't need to be a movie, right? Right. And like, and that was the, and I was like, I'm fine with what I'm seeing, but like, but I was, I was, I was a little shocked because I think I was going in being like. Oh, heard so many bad things right, about right. this, and then I was like, "Oh, this is sort of innocuous." It's certainly so, like, not. What's the offensive? Yeah, I was like, "So what's what's the issue here?" Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. this is a movie that like um, was made for TBS to run in perpetuity. You know, like, and it's, and yes, it's fine. Absolutely, that's perfect. That's you know, uh, they know comedy. Is that their thing? Is that what well, they say? Characters welcome. That's... We're here. We're queer. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I do want to point out to uh, 2005. She does this film called King's Ransom. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it's not a good movie, <laughs> but in it, she plays the, the sort of like ditzy, like sexy. Like, and I feel like every female comedic actress has to play this role at some point. <laughs> I'm not saying like, I want them to, but just Hollywood forces them into at some point. And it's sort of, it's the, it's the, you know, even going back an episode, Uma Thurman, it's Ula. Yeah. Like she plays that role in this film and she's so fucking funny yeah. in this terrible movie. And I was like, God damn it. I was like, I want you out of this movie because you're doing, you know, she's just like wiggling her butt and being like, Oh, hello. Like, and her I was just like, solo show now. yeah, I was like, I hate this for you. And yet somehow you're pulling it off. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you could wax this real good for me and try not to leave any scratches. Hey, well, you know, whatever you're into, baby. <laughs> so you're gonna hook me up? Hell yeah. <laughs> you're so sweet. Um, I'll call and set up a time with you later, and don't worry, I'll definitely make it worth your while. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the next couple of years, I will say that is, it's a little dark. It's a little, um, not a lot of bright spots. Um, she does scary movie four. She's barely in it. Also, like it's, I don't think it's till halfway that we we meet yeah. Brenda again. Um, good for her. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> I didn't watch these next things. Like I don't know if you watched Danica, the elder son. Um, I I did. I watched I watched both those things. And, I did. Anything to say? I've, I've I've literally seen almost every Regina Hall movie now. Um, Danica's really bad and offensive. Okay. You know, both of these are indie films. I know 
there's a large part of our audience who's never going to see these movies. And so, like, I know I don't necessarily have to watch them. But I thought it was interesting to see the evolution of her as an actress in these smaller roles. I would say that most of what she does in Danica is, like, uh, throwaway. Un- like, she's she's just there. Um, I think she's having a lot of fun in The Elder Son. Mm. I just think it's a bad role. Right, right. I wanted everyone to know I popped a cough drop because I was coughing so much. So I figured you would prefer hearing me with cough drop at mouth rather than coughing throughout the rest of the episode. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Blame it on Lady Covadina. Um, she's still in recovery. The voice isn't as strong. Um, we have First Sunday, which is an Ice Cube movie. Um Go ahead, Kevin. You got something to say. Oh, no, I was just going to say, a lot of these are smaller roles. Yep, and I've, yep. I've heard her talk about, she doesn't care about the size of a role. Yep. You know, as long, as long as she finds, like, an interesting avenue into the character, and as long as she finds a way to, like, make it fun for her and also, like, watchable. Because I think the industry kind of sees you as being able to do one thing. And you have to be like, I do more than just one thing. Like, I do comedy, but it doesn't have to be broad. I do drama, it doesn't have to be, you know melodramatic, I can do a thriller, and you kind of always want to kind of create that diversity. And, and I, I think, too, for me, it's never been about the size of the part. You know, I like to work and work with great people and do great projects, so it's okay if it's supporting, it's okay if it's the lead, like it doesn't, you know, there's no ego if I get to have a, if I get to have a, a, a great role. She also dips back into the spoof uh, genre and does superhero movie. Just a cameo. Uh, good. I was going to say, for the four scary movies yeah. I saw, I did not watch a uh, scary movie. She does Law Abiding Citizen in 2009. Um, Which is getting a sequel for some reason. For it was some just reason. announced. With Gerard Butler and Jamie Foxx, Death at a Funeral, um, which we saw for Chris Rock. Chris Rock and Danny Glover. Yes. Yeah. Um. Really, I would say that the the next movie that I saw and really enjoyed was 2012's Think Like a Man. Um, really enjoyed. Interesting. I <laughs> Here's the thing. I um, have very conflicted feelings about Tyler Perry movies. This is not a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. So I, I was I was gonna I was gonna save Tyler Perry talk for the end, but go on, go on. I am surprised, first of all, that she has not been in a Tyler Perry movie. Yes, I. That's what I was going to say. Is I love the fact that so far in her career, mm-hmm. she has escaped the clutches yes. of of the like. And listen, I know he does some good things for the poor and he's done some good things in his career, but I do think a lot of his work is toxic and a lot of it is like very religious and, Mm -hmm. and very judgy. And we've talked about him so many times on this show before, but I am so happy that he has not gotten his claws into Regina Hall. And think like a man is a rare, um, black Hollywood movie like the best man that is not associated with Tyler Perry. And I think these movies are so much better for it, you know? Um, I think even though Think Like a Man does come from Steve Harvey, who is kind <laughs> of a fucking crazy person and should not be trusted, um, I... It's it's okay. Kelly Clarkson replaced him. <laughs> Thank We're God. We're doing all right in America. Thank God. Um, I think Think Like a Man works in a lot of ways. I think these people 
Think Like a Man is a big ensemble comedy. They intersect a little bit. And I just, I remember watching this movie in theaters and being like, oh, this is so refreshing. It's not, a lot of Tyler Perry movies are judgmental and you leave being like, oh, I was just lectured at. This movie is about grownups and actually like, you know, I thought it was an interesting way to approach a self-help book. There's a lot of those books that are, they try to become movies that are so fucking stupid what to, what to expect when you're expecting he's just not that into you Correct, yes. this is it's it's not like this film is an anomaly right. because i think i saw a lot of people saying like oh it's basically just a 2 hour commercial for his book and it's like yeah but like what to expect with you expecting like yeah. it's a fucking 2 hour commercial for dr spock why doesn't steve harvey get his own commercial you i know? think That's... this movie though leans into the bookness of it though and it is unafraid to be like yes this isn't from a book and yes, you're going to have interstitials of Steve Harvey being like, listen, ladies, blah, 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 blah. What I appreciate, though, is the, this movie has characters who are pushing back and there are consequences for thinking like a man. There are consequences for these people who are following the device of Steve Harvey. So it's not just, you know, Steve Harvey's a genius and everyone should follow what the fuck he says. It's actually the movie is like fucking communicate. Like, you know, don't be a fucking liar. I think the movie is really easy to follow along. I think it's 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 a very like easy, you know, <laughs> clear movie. Like they give everyone like very like this is yeah. the type of person you are, this type of person you are. I, I think that's maybe my problem with it is because the, those lines are so uncomplicated that a lot a lot of it is uh, I didn't hate this movie. I don't want to make it sound like I'm like, "Oh, I hated it." Like you're right, especially on a sliding scale of 1 to Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. This is definitely like Closer this to the makes to the better fun end of Tyler Perry movies, yeah. And and what's funny but, is a lot of the people in these movies are in Tyler Perry movies, <laughs> yeah. And but I think especially Taraji, I, I do know. love. By the way, I, I love. do love that Regina and her are also very good friends. By the way, um, but the I I think there is a base quality that I I always kind of brush up against that that sort of like men are like this and women are like this. But you are right; there are. There are consequences to to thinking like that, uh, in in even contained in this film. Yes, but but I I I don't think it all works and all carries over. I will say Regina's plot is my favorite, mm-hmm. and so when I saw that the sequel is based around the sequel's bad, um, and we will get to it. But I saw what it what it was like. Hers was the main plot. I was like, oh, thank God. But uh, the idea is that she is now dating a man who is a total mama's boy and his mother is Jennifer Lewis. And my big complaint with Regina's plot is I just wanted more scenes with her and Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> I wish there could have been more. I mean, this movie packs in a lot. They, there's a lot of plot with a lot of different peoples. Um, but I was satisfied. Like, I just love at the end of this movie. Like the, the one married guy is like, all right guys, I got to go like make dinner for my wife. And they're like trying to shit on him and like make fun of him. And he's like, yeah, He's like, I don't have to go do this. I want to. Don't be fucking mad at me because I enjoy my partner. And I was like, that's the type of like fucking straight people advice people need to hear because so much of straight culture is like, oh, God, I gotta go hang out with my wife now. Yeah. And it's like, that's your fucking wife. If you don't like her, like. Right. What? What's the deal? What's yeah, the fucking exactly. Deal? So I just really appreciated like at the end of the day, the message of this movie is like, like your fucking partner. Enjoy yeah. them. Stop like being an asshole about it. Um, 
I did like that they showed his wife in the first movie, and she's black, and then in the second movie, she's Wendy McClevin Coven, so really? she's white. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the second movie's. Uh, can I, can I, did you not see it? I'm trying to think. Can, well, then I'll I'll just say my piece now. Sure. They go to Vegas. It's mostly commercial for Vegas. I mean, it's literally the thing that that like any movie does when it goes to Vegas. Like they get drunk, they end up in jail, blah blah blah. All these bad stuff happen. But um, I remember the first one more. I can't recall if the I've second, seen the second one or not. The second movie literally stops dead in its tracks about forty minutes in, so the women can do. Uh, a music video for the song Poison, the hmm. Belle Bib song Poison. Hmm. And I was just like... Good song. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a good song, and I, I appreciate it, and I'm going to use the end, I'm going to use Regina's verse as the the song going out of this, but also, like, why? Uh-huh. Like, don't, don't fucking stop your movie to do a video for a 20-year-old, 25-year-old song at that point. I was just like... I was just like, God, nothing tells me more that you did not have a script than just like... <laughs> well, I, I counter, however. Um, actually, the following year, though, in 2013, we get The Best Man Holiday, which does have a musical break, Gavin. Yes. Does this one but work that better? works, and it works in plot. Like, And I'll, I'll admit, I don't mind when a movie breaks the fourth wall, because the, the Belle Bib DeVoe song is them breaking the fourth wall, but there'd been so little development in terms of character stuff <laughs> that I was just like, why do we have time for this? Yeah. Whereas the best man holiday, I will say is the rare exception where a sequel is better than the original. Absolutely. I loved the best man holiday. Had you not seen I, it before? No, I'd never seen it. So this was my, and I'd had friends for years being like, Oh, best man holiday. Such a good. And I was like, no fucking Christmas movie, whatever. I don't want it. <laughs> you hate this movie so much. I, I do. <laughs> and I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed so much of it. I think there's so many good character beats. I think the plot matured so well with them. And once again, you know, this movie was made 13 years after the original, Yeah, but it feels, it felt like putting on an old sweater, like warm. Like I knew these people, they had grown in ways that all made sense to me. I will say my one dig is that the most of the plots are a little sexist. They, they rely heavily on, um, the, the whore and the verd, or like Madonna. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the, why not spoiler alert, not to give away too much, but one of, one of the characters is dying. And of course she's like exalted and everything she does. And then you have Regina's character who like, it has come out now her and her husband have, have put together some schools for kids and they're raising money for these schools. Unfortunately, somebody took a video back um, when she was from a stripper, days when she was a stripper mm-hmm. of her soliciting money, sex for money. And, you know, that's come out and Harold Perrineau has to like deal with it because they're like these influential people. And, and that's the scene I was alluding to before in, in our, you know, in the first part of our show in the old business where, I was talking about there's a great scene where she confronts who was in the first movie, Harold Perrineau's mean ass girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And she just goes to town on Listen, this woman. Bitch, it's... <laughs> yes. It's so, good. it's so good. And it's not, it's not the level you're expecting her to go for. She like, she's like, you want to see a thousand? I'm giving you a thousand. And because the movie ramps up to, there's a lot of her being like, I swear to fuck. Like she's holding it in for a lot of the movie. Yeah. Bitch, you best not say another motherfucking word. Motherfucking word. Upstairs, Trick? upstairs. I, no, I am not stupid. 
saying here? No, can somebody wife. please tell me why he chose this $5 hoe over me? Shut up, Shelby. Just shut up. You shut up, Julian. Shut up. No, you fucking shut up, bitch. You were a fucking finalist on Flavor of Love All-Stars. You tongue-kissed, nasty-ass Flavor Flav on national fucking television, Yeah, but I didn't swallow dick for tips, you dirty skank. Yes, you did, you lonely, miserable bitch. It's called fucking alimony. Yeah, I agree. I think all the... I agree, actually, with, like, uh, uh, basically everything you said, especially about this woman who is dying and her the saviorness around her and, like, how she can yeah. do... Even though, spoiler, this is the woman who fucks Tay Diggs. Right. She is the one who started all the drama in the first place. And, I like, my least favorite part about um, the best man universe I... is this aggressively straight couple and their, like, perfect... "Quote unquote lives." They're the ones that have all the money. They have their multiple children, their religion, and like, and and it's also really frustrating that she takes time to revisit that subplot, right? To to be like, you've never forgiven me for this, and that drove me insane because I was just like, "You are adults." Yeah, it's been this fifteen is years. Yeah this is something you need to get past. And I know that that's what they were attempting to do, but like his maturity level should be of the like, we're fine. Yes. Like that's, yeah. It it also was like, I was like, you've been playing professional football for 15 years now, honey. I, I, I don't know a lot about football, but that seems like a very long time. Um, but and you seem very still with it. Yeah. So um, it's a lot of blunt force trauma. But I, I like the best man holiday better as well. Um, yeah. There's certainly a lot more Regina. Just a behind the scenes thing. Regina Hall said at the time when they got together 13 years later to make this movie, all of the women were still single. Yes. And all of the men were married, mm-hmm. and they had to deal with the fact that like. Morris Chestnut was constantly just walking around with his shirt off, and they're like, this motherfucker. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That, I will say, he is a very handsome man. I don't know if I like him as an actor, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm fine with that. I, I uh, yeah. There, yeah, because he shows up a couple more times. He and does. I was like, and, and we're going to get to it. Um, so, oh, the one movie I wish I would have gotten to was People Places Things. Um, yes. I, yeah, that's a good little turn. I, today was my last day and I was like, oh, I got to watch this. And I didn't get to it. Um, I I will say this mm -hmm. in terms of people, places, things. It's fun. It's quirky. I hated Jermaine Clement in it. And I I think he's playing the role as written. Mm. I don't think that the problem is his acting. It's the character. I think the role, yeah, the character as written is this really obnoxiously kind of semi-toxic guy. And he's the hero. Um, Which is not to say everybody's perfect or anything. But, but like, I just didn't, I, I like, you know, it's one of those indies where you kind of, expected to turn out a certain way and then it, when it turns out a more conventional way you're kind of like ah, yeah yeah okay yeah where are you from new zealand oh, it's a beautiful place oh yeah you, you've been to new zealand no but cat makes me go see all the hobbit movies so oh so you know all about us and our ways that was sassy yeah i'm a sassy little hobbit i did skip about last night in 2014 which I also remember watching in the theaters and walking out of it being like, 
oh, what a breath of fresh. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, this is a, a remake of a David Mamet play. Which... Yes. And and a, and a movie starring Rob Lowe and Demi Moore. Um, yes, yes. Um, this is the movie, I think, where people were like, oh, Kevin yeah. Hart and Regina Hall are just like two sons of energy and power put them together and like it is a supernova um they are matched perfectly um in this movie um i don't think this movie is like the best movie of all time i think it's tons of fun um and being able to like they're not the main characters in this movie it's like a love story about you know right girl one of the frustrating things that they did in the in the 80s movie was it's Jim Belushi, or, or yeah, it's Jim Belushi, and I can't remember the woman that plays Regina Hall's character, but they made her so unlikable. Mm. They made her kind of like, well, I hate men, blah, 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 blah. And they, they do a good job of softening that. But I will say, it is one of those things where I think she's a better improver than Kevin Hart. And I think that he tries to escalate every yes. scene with her yes. in one direction. And she's very good at being like, I'm shutting you down here yep. and we're going to this more logical place. Yep. Absolutely. And, and it's very funny to watch them together because she makes his performance better. She is a master of reining it in. And yeah. she's able to. So she has all this like energy and she's firing off, but she also has enough like wherewithal to notice that he is going way off fucking track and she's yeah. going to reroute his energy. Like absolutely. She is fucking like spirit bending avatar style <laughs> to get the best out of him. The there's so much to love about this movie specifically with when she's on screen. I'm not even mad at the main plot. You know, I think we can no, all, but they're, but they're certainly the more boring story. <laughs> yeah. I mean like they are kind of like, well, they won't they, but boring and sad. Uh, and, and you know, I think those two actors are perfectly lovely and, you know, it's grounded more in reality than Regina and um, Kevin, who have this kind of love-hate, just immense chemistry and just aggressively funny. I cannot stress how much I fucking laughed watching this movie. And it is so... The scene of them um, at Halloween... Mm-mm. There ain't no magic in that many, Mike. You see what I'm talking about? Take a little drink. Get on the way. Uh-huh. I have that. What is she? Okay. Joe! Uh-uh. Hey, Joe! Excuse me. What did you just say to them? Nothing. I just told them you gave me herpes. Did I have? I don't have herpes, Joe! Uh-oh. You got no idea what I'll do to you. You better make it count. Because you won't get a second. Even the, the end credits, which are her just riffing, and she is the one who gets Kevin to break and laugh. Yeah, she cracks him. It's so funny. It's so I so I I do highly recommend. You know, this is what I was mentioning earlier. She's giving a five star performance in a generously three star movie. Yeah. Um, but but my God, what a performance! Um, so that's about last night. We talked about people, places, things. Um, Think like a man too. She has a bit little moment in vacation. Um, in twenty sixteen, she's in Barbershop, the Barbershop sequel. Um, the next cut. The, the next cut. Uh, she is essentially playing, and I don't have proof to back this up because I know I know that they had 
tried to cast other people and they turned it down and Regina took this role, but she's essentially playing Queen Latifah's role. It's so funny. I've never seen <laughs> either of the first two barbershops, but I've seen Beauty Shop because yes. we did Queen Latifah. Yes, we saw and, Beauty Shop. And I did see this and I was like, oh, this is so clear that she is Queen Queen's Latifah. character. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. It's like... I think the first barbershop is good. Um, yes. Diminishing Returns. Yeah, and that's sort of where, like, this was, I mean, even Ice Cube, I was just like, are you gonna act at some yeah, point yeah. in this movie? he showed up, I guess. Um, when the Bow Breaks is maybe yes. her next leading role. Um, it's bad. I think this movie is offensive. Like, somehow, somewhere, like, the Lifetime movie found its way up to, like, a prime release. It's... One hundred percent. So this is a film in which her and Morris Chestnut are attempting to have a baby, but the they need a Morris si- Chestnut, who I said earlier, who is very handsome, but yeah. perhaps not the best actor. Uh, they hire a surrogate. Uh, turns out the surrogate's insane mm-hmm. and, and wants to extort them for money, but also maybe not wants to extort them for money. Maybe just wants to break up their marriage. It's like a mixture of the hand that rocks the cradle and. I don't know, something very lifetimey. Yeah, it's. And, uh, there's like a. At first, you think, oh, th- this woman's being exploited, but then it's like, nope, she's not. She's actually just, you know, I don't. I, they make her into a character, caricature of like insanity because. I can't even remember why, because they tell us why, but. The, because she was <laughs> abused as a child. Right. And, which is offensive. And now, yeah, exactly. And now she's. Willing to just kill anybody who gets in her way. Right. And I was now, just like, and now she's I was a murderer. Like, that's, that's not how that works, but okay. Um, 2017 happens and really, you know, so before, before Girls Trip, essentially, she was the scary movie gal that you saw once in a while in other things, specifically, especially in black Hollywood movies. But then we get Girls Trip, which we talked about in our Queen Latifah movie. And makes just buckets and buckets of money. Um, I rewatched Girls Trip. It is still just so funny. So good. Special shout out this time around when I was watching it. Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. Is very, very fucking good. And and I think she's has... I will say the funny thing is, is Regina probably has the easiest role yep. out of the four. Yep. Because... Queen has to, my good friend Queen, uh, has to play the kind of villain, but yeah. not really. The, the instigator. The, the instigator. And you have Tiffany Haddish, who's sort of the outrageous one. She's she's the real comic relief. And, and you then you have Jada Pinkett Smith, who has to play the sort of reserved. She's the mom now. And she, you right. know, she's the like, let's go to bed, right. guys. Right, it's like the comedically sheltered and like repressed woman. Right. And then... Brian, um, which is uh, Regina's character, ha- is Oprah. Is <laughs> a straight is the straight man. It's just kind of yeah. like, but uh, there are moments that you get to see her unleash Kate Walsh. Also, my God, yes, Kate Walsh is so funny in this movie. I love this movie. I saw it uh, in the theaters. I then have seen it many times since. Oh, maybe one of my greatest joys was I 
got my mom to come visit to see Bette Midler and Hello Dolly. And then I was trying to think of like, what else can we do tonight? And so like I watched Girls Trip with her in her hotel room. Yeah. um, Which she thought was hilarious, but also was just like, what is she doing with that grapefruit? Uh, Um, (laughs) That was what we all were saying. Yeah. And so (laughs) I did like, I listened to an interview with Regina Hall where she was like, you have no idea how many takes we did of that. And you had no idea. Every time it was like, what fruit is Tiffany Haddish going to pick up next? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I love this film. I unabashedly love this film. Um, I do think, you know, it's it's a, difficult because she has the easiest role, I think, because she has to play the straight man. And like you said, there are the moments where she, she gets to cut loose and everything. But, uh, you know, she it's... But I like that for her. I like that she could come into this film and, you know, we wouldn't know the genius of Tiffany Haddish without this film. Yeah. And just like the celebration of like black culture and black music. There's so much music in this movie and comedy. Um, You know, Regina has the moment at the end of the movie where she's talking and kind of admitting that her marriage is a sham and she, you know, should listen to her friends. She gets the kind of like big awe moment um, but yes, Girl Strip, incredible. My agent wrote a very convincing statement for me to read to you. No, 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 no. And I really thought that I could go through with it because I have done such a great job of pretending so many times before. But there are some people, when you see them, you just can't pretend anymore. Because they know you, the real you. And maybe that's why you avoided seeing them for so long. 2018 is also a big year. You know, she's riding high after Girls Trip. Um, She does support the girls, a nice little indie where she plays a restaurant manager. Um, She also does The Hate You Give, um, which is an adaptation of a wildly popular YA novel. Um, she also does Tijuana Jackson Purpose Over Prison, which I did not watch because what? Um, I watched it. It's fine. I mean, it's very much a favor. She did it as sure. a favor and that's fine. I mean, it was like a crowdfunded movie and everything. And, <laughs> and I liked seeing her like do a shaggy haircut <laughs> parole officer type character. But so yeah. support the girls and the hate you give are really her turning towards drama. The hate you give is such an affecting movie. I yeah. hate, I I dislike the ending so much because it seems like the studio said, "Okay, we need to like wrap it up and make it less sad." Um what in fact the movie is 90% so critical and so harrowing. Um it is essentially about yet another black um you know young man being shot by a police officer um getting not getting justice for it. Um, she plays the mother of uh, Amanda Senberg, who is the best friend who witnessed this murder and is fighting to keep her family together and fighting to keep her family safe, um, fighting her husband to like give up his fucking pride. Like we, we fuck this town, fuck this neighborhood. What do I got to do to keep my kids safe? Um, this movie is hard to watch. It was hard to watch for me. I've seen it before, but until the very end, because the very end again is very much like, it's not the hate you give. 
it's the hate we give. And I was like, boo, no, hate that. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, easy to sort of overlook Regina's contribution to this movie because it's a true supporting role. There's a lot of really good supporting roles in this movie too, but she is very good. Yeah, she's very good. I mean, the conversations and the, the moments where she does talk to her daughter and talking to her kids about, you know, this fucked up shit that's going on, you know, and, and, and what do you tell a young person and, and who is quote unquote being good, doing the right thing? What is that? Star is Khalil's only witness. All right. Where do we start? With the TV interview. No, I know what you're fighting for, but I fight for Star. And I won't put her at risk. It is like, it hit me like this. These are, she's speaking for like so many mothers <laughs> across the country right now. Um, it's just, she's, she's so, so good. Um, again, 90% of this movie is very excellent. Um, 10% of it is kind of like <laughs> Hollywood trash. Um, Support the Girls is a movie that a lot of people like. Uh, um, she won the New York Film Critics, whatever. Best, best actress, best actress, which made her the first black person to ever win that award, which, which was 2019. Yes, um, <laughs> I think Support the Girls is good. I don't love it as much as I think a lot of people love it. Uh, I'm I'm in the same boat as you, and I know that sounds like sacrilege, but I do think that there is. I think there's places the script could have been built up a bit better, and there's. I don't love Regina's story. As much as everybody else seems to as well, too. Like, I like the stuff that revolves around the restaurant, but when it sort of moves away from that, I'm kind of like, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I like her. I, I like her a lot in the movie. I like, I mean, I like the movie, you know, well enough. I like what she's doing in the movie. But yeah, it feels a little disjointed, perhaps. I think the supporting cast is also very good. Haley Lou Richardson, I think is her name. So good. Um, yeah, she's amazing. She steals every scene she's in. Yeah. I love, the again, the warmth and kindness that she brings as this mother-like figure to her entire staff, even when they are fucking shit up. Um, the scene where she's, she's essentially trying to raise money for one of her girls uh, who was in, had to get bailed out. And when she realizes that this girl is going back with the fucked up shitty boyfriend who got her in trouble in the first place she fucking snaps and there's yeah. just that moment and i was like oh my god this woman and all the like the things that she's carrying in her life are just so heavy and um so i think this movie is that's a, that's my favorite scene yeah <laughs> i think the movies are worth a watch i think we're underselling it but just because so many people have perhaps oversold it <laughs> um <clears throat> in 2019 she does Little and Shaft. Uh, Little, which I think desperately needs more of her in it. Um, yes. She disappears for a large portion of it because she becomes Little. Um, she's in this Shaft reboot situation. Um, the movie is dumb, but and a little bit fun, I guess. I, I was it. Yeah, I I had some fun with it. I will say. And this is outside of Regina's performance. She's great whenever she shows up in it. And she's very funny. And she has some very funny scenes in it. That movie fetishizes guns in a way I was not expecting for a 2020 film. 
Well, also like 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 literally like close-ups of guns, close-ups of bullets coming out of guns, like bullets hitting bodies in <laughs> slow motion, and I was just like. Hello? What the fuck are we doing? Also, this movie, though, is... I think they were like, okay, Shaft, but he's making fun of millennials because millennials are pussies. And yeah. that's the movie. She does Breaking News in Yuba County, which, again, five-star performance in a generously two-star movie. Um, oh, I think it's a fucking one-star movie. That movie is garbage. I said generously. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you can't afford wigs for your actors don't make your film and i think that was part of the joke as i think the joke was like oh everybody's poor so they can't afford good wigs and i was like this i hate this i the it is a true compliment to the coen brothers that they can do what they do while talking about people like people that are maybe poor or maybe not as well educated and still make their films not feel uh, obnoxiously judgmental and obnoxious condescending. And this was all of that. And I hate it. It's so funny. I what I had started this movie on a plane when it came out and turned it off after 11 minutes. And then I was like, fuck, I need to watch it for this and for an upcoming subject. Nonetheless, too. Yeah. uh, I, I think the like, the worst part of this movie is Aquafina, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is crazy because it's like a huge ensemble movie, but she is by far the most uh, obnoxious and um, gross part of this movie. Um, but Regina plays, she's, while well, everyone else is here is doing like crazy things, Regina's yeah. a sheriff and she is like, y'all are batshit fucking crazy. She she's very good at playing the straight person. Like she is she very is. good at it. Um, so even her final, I'm not going to spoil anything in the film, but her final line in the film, I was just like, God, <laughs> like she's so good. <laughs> this year she had um, a movie called master come out. Um, yes. It's on Amazon prime. What do you think about master? I think master was maybe a little, it's a little too ambitious for what we ended up getting. It's this pseudo, horror film uh drama about she's the housemaster of a dorm at a college that has very much an atmosphere of white privilege around it she's the first black woman to ever be the dorm master there at the same time there's a young girl who is just enrolled in college and a young black girl a young black girl um and it is very clear that the white people around her are sending her a lot of microaggressions that she's maybe even getting some of those aggressions from a black teacher as well too and i I don't want to get too deep into the plot but there's like maybe a supernatural element going on but then also maybe it's not supernatural maybe just racism is so pervasive that it feels supernatural i will say this was kind of a hard movie to watch um i don't think a lot i don't think it's terribly like scary so if you're like a really big horror person like this isn't for you um a lot of like the quote-unquote like scary things it's like maggots (laughs) like or you know (laughs) um but what did you call me (laughs) um (laughs) but the the cultural racist horror it kind of wants to be get out a little bit yeah um 
I, I think some of it's very successful, I'll be honest. Yeah. And like I I like her big speech at the end of it. I mm-hmm. I do. I just think I th- I think it's like so high concept that it gets to a point where I'm just like, I don't know if these two things are working to get like I think there's an easier way to get this metaphor across. Well, it, 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 like yeah, you're right. They're biting off a lot with this movie because it's not just about like how, you know, racism is all around us and it can feel like this chilling horror. But then we also have like someone who's perhaps not who they say they are. Right. And like there's a lot of racial politics that like things that they're trying to intertwine and it doesn't quite land. I think it's really complicated. Um, I read a review from a, a black um, critic who fucking hated it. Um, and I was like, huh, I think it's asking a lot of interesting questions. Yeah. Um, especially if you are at the, in the very least interested in like academia world um, and black people trying to make space in the academia world. I'm just worried about Jasmine. Yeah. I mean, who knows what she's going through? Kind of makes that grade dispute make sense. Yeah, they fix it on grades when everything else seems out of control. Yeah, but that dispute could control whether or not I get tenure. Liv, do not be dramatic, all right? You'll be fine. That's kind of like where we're at now. She did the Oscars this year, was promoting the movie at the same time. I, I will say one of the keys to the stuff that she's doing now, too, is that she's she's producing her own stuff. Starting with Little... You know, and Master, she also produced, and she has a new film coming out, which we'll get to in our fast forward. I cannot believe I have not even mentioned the excellent, excellent work that she has been doing on Black Monday. It, that show, I swear to God, Derek watched it for like a billion years and I was like, ugh, whatever. And then I sat down and watched an episode with him and I was like, this show rocks my fucking world. If you are looking, <laughs> For a show to fill the happy ending size shape in your heart, this show is for you. It's by the same people. It's on, is it Showtime? Stars? Yes. Showtime. Uh, unfortunately, it was just canceled, right. too. There's, there's but, three seasons. And it's but yeah, excellent. I, I've been meaning to get into it for a very long time. Her, it's just this this show takes up a lot of my TV watching yeah, time. Hard so. same. But her and Don Cheadle, Andrew Rannells, Casey Williams... Wilson, not Williams, what the fuck. Um, it's allegedly about stock marketing money things, but it's mostly a comedy. Um, and it's fucking great. <laughs> a little bit about her personal life. She is single, single, single lady, has no kids. Um, she has spoken a lot about how she loves meditation and prayer and um, even wanted to become a nun at two different points in her life? Um, I was too old. This, um, every sect is different, and so they had a cutoff age. Well, some, some have a partner um, limit. Um, <laughs> and so every, every order is different. This order was age, but there are some orders where, you know, I think if the number's more than uh, four, you know, no, now you can't go. I believe she was 40 and the cutoff was 39. 39, yeah. And um, the other time can she's... You Im- can you imagine if you went to church and the nun there was fucking Brenda from <laughs> Scary Movie? <laughs> imagine, imagine. I would die, die, die. Um, but yeah, I, I love reading the little bits that you can find of her. And I think it's just going to continue because... Now she's getting critical acclaim on top of commercial success. Uh, You know, she's such a very 
calm, serene person. You know, she was also on um, My Perfect Strangers. She's getting bigger and bigger things. And I'm so excited for, you know, her continued success. But I'm excited because that means we get to learn more about her and know more about her. I watched all of her Essence um, Fest acceptance speech (laughs) that she gave uh, a couple years ago. And she is just the chillest, coolest, funniest, easygoing gal. In addition to hosting the Oscars, she's hosted the BET Awards. She's so, so good at being a hostess. Like, if that's the next step in her career, like, give her the show. <laughs> give her, like, I, yes. Her her opening to the BET Awards is one of my favorite, like, openings to an award show. She, she's so. just so good. And everyone just, like, loves her. She radiates this positive energy. Um, she has won many NAACP awards, uh, Women's Image Awards. Uh, you know, so she is getting some flowers but i think as the roles continue to roll in from both um her success and also producing more work for herself i think like we are on the cusp of a lot of work which is just fucking crazy because she's been in the biz for a while now and it's just right now, and she's 51 and which she's once 51. again doesn't look it but yeah, yeah 51 black woman in hollywood who is you know not doing tyler perry movies not doing superhero movies like but she truly, truly is just in the prime of her career. Um, and it, it's it's so wonderful to see. Um, do we have anything else you wanted to add to the Rewind, Gavin? No, not that I could think of. I know she signed some deals with Showtime and whatnot. Hopefully those yes. continue, even though Black Monday was canceled. Uh, but yeah, I think we should move into our picks. And I think we should start with our one-star reviews because we just spent all this time talking about everybody loves her. And we got to get through the nasty bits to get back to the good bits. So. Let's get into it. My one-star review, easily, easy, 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 is 2016's When the Bow Breaks. My God, I... uh, Painful to watch. Just painful. What a construction paper and glue gun type of fucking movie where they said, well, we need a sad wife and, like, a hot-headed, successful husband who's an idiot, actually, and then, like, a very... Cl- truly an idiot. Truly an idiot. And then a, a, a crystal clear, unwell woman where they're like, why, yes, why, you take this embryo. Well, you need to, like, they try to paint the, this, like, picture that Regina is so desperate for a child that she's like, what? No, she's wonderful. She's fine. What do you mean? And and you know the thing I was talking about levels. <laughs> I think no greater example of like her maybe picking the wrong level. But I have yes. a theory about this. But is the the scene in which uh, this woman shows up at her party in like a very sexy dress, and she comes over and she's like, "That is not the dress I picked out for you." And I, and like she's at a thousand yes. at that point, and I was just like, "Whoa, what is happening?" And the girl's like, "Well, I mean, I can change." Yeah, if you it's want. it's like, so <laughs> fucking stupid. It's it. Th- <sighs> this movie's I it. It's trash. It's it, it super trash. A, it wants us to believe that Regina and Morris Chestnut are fucking idiots. Yeah. That, like, it's so abundantly clear that this couple 
at first is scamming them, but then once the fucking guy, LOL, gets murdered by the girl... That sh- Which also, once again, this is a man that's been planning this thing with her for a while, and then he doesn't see her, like, murdering him. Like, yes! another, like, everybody has to be incredibly stupid, and this woman is, like, 22. Yeah, a, an actual child, and I could not believe the amount of horror and terror that she's inflicting on people, because I'm like, you are a little twiglet woman. And right. Al- and also just the idea, like, she's, like, terrorizing this man at work. I always hate shit like that when it's like, how'd you get into the building, bitch? Like, how, you know? Or- I also love the like, a straight man can't control her himself, and she's like, I, I'm sending you videos of me taking out my shirt. And he's like, don't do it again, yeah. don't do it again. And yeah. she sends him another video. And she's like, oh, you mean like this? Yeah. Like- and then when the boss is like, we've been monitoring you, and like we've found this, it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, and be like, literally, this woman that we hired to. Kara Baby is actually insane, so sorry yeah. about that. Sorry. Oops. But like, but no, it's it's just like, oh my god, my life is out of control. And this movie just thinks that ratcheting up the like insanity is somehow making it like I don't know, intense or dramatic, or you know, how shitty the situation is, these poor people. It's like, no, this is just offensive, stupid, yeah. not dramatic. It's just like, why? And why? Well, I'm going to join you on the When the Bow Breaks train because it is truly an awful film and is also my one-star review. But I will say this. I don't always hate Regina's performance in this movie because I think Regina knows Hmm. that this is bad Hmm. and I think she's playing it as a comedy. Or maybe that's what I was just hoping for. I, 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 Because her wandering around her house shouting for her cat named Mrs. or Miss Havisham. Havisham. So was hilarious to me. Miss Havisham? Miss Havisham. Havisham. Oh, Miss Havisham. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, this movie wants to be um Glenn Close Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Yep. But, well, that's the thing, is it, it's it's curbing. It's so funny. I do often complain that we don't really have the erotic thriller anymore, that we've really moved away from it, and there's a lot of sexlessness in Hollywood. But this is not the way I want it brought back because this is no the Joker version of it. Right. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. It's like, this she, is the, she's like, know. I'm a sexy baby mama. I was like, They're, <laughs> they are making her the most unpregnant pregnant woman for as long as they can. So she yes. can take off her shirt. Which like is so funny because up. then when she is pregnant, she is pregnant. Yeah. Very. And pregnant. it's just like all of a sudden. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a terrible movie. I think Regina's actively bad in it. I'm sorry. I, I oh, think, really? I I mean, I also I still gave it my one star view, so it's not like yeah, I, yeah. it's not like I'm giving a full throated defense. But I did watch it. I think maybe it was a defense mechanism for me to get <laughs> through it. Was I was like maybe she's in a comedy and everybody else uh, is bad. Are you serious? Yeah, we talk about it, and we just feel more comfortable knowing that you're here, at least most of the time, and knowing that you're safe. Now you are doing this incredible thing for us least we can do let us do something nice for you okay 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 yeah it's truly awful was there anything else you saw that you didn't particularly like because i've got i got some you got some um i thought shaft was like yeah on the more like skip it um side i I felt i felt like shaft was hard to get through for me as well i I, the aforementioned i i 
Honeymooners didn't really do anything for me. Um, mostly because also like we see Gabrielle Union and other things with Regina that I'm like, yes, here we, here we are like yeah. a vehicle worth her time. Um, what about you? Uh, I really didn't like King's Ransom, as I mentioned before, but I do think that she is she's sort of competing in a time honored, like unfortunate <laughs> sexist thing we make all female actors go through. So like at least she got it out of her system. I really hated Breaking News in Yuba County. I think that was a real slog to get through. And there's one that like I didn't even mention in the rewind because every now and then I watch a movie that I'm like I know nobody else is going to watch, but like I still like to put it out there. And there's this film she did in 2011 called Mardi Gras Spring Break. Huh. And it is uh clearly a favor. It was directed by one of the producers of the scary movie movies and she unfortunately plays Josh Gad's love interest. And on top of that, it's like one of those gross out American pie, like he's naked in it. And it's funny because he's fat Uh or like, uh, you know, like one of the characters thinks he might be gay and then like thinks he slept with Carmen Electra's makeup artist. And then he's like, I'm not gay. My penis is terrible, terrible stuff. But what's really offensive is Regina Hall plays the speaking of time honored traditions, the black character that has to teach the white character empathy oh good yeah and so it's really really bad i think most people would if they even knew this movie existed skip it anyways so that's why i didn't pick it for my one star review because i'm just like what am i warning you against right right this like underground nothing movie but Um, just know that it exists in this world um okay let's get out of here and jump to our five stars very difficult for me kevin this was um, hard for me too i mentioned this is hard for me too louis don't you understand <laughs> I, how can i make this about me <laughs> i just think you know i was like there's a lot of again five-star performances in not five-star movies yes you know, i love her in the hate you give and i love her and a lot of things you know i think um about last night is really fun and she's so good in it but i think i'm going to stick to my gut and make the controversial pick perhaps not i don't know i'm gonna give it to 2000 scary movie wow that is i was not expecting that i just think it is so hard to make a i mean it wasn't her debut but for a lot of people it was the uh, impact she made with brenda in scary movie and, you know, I would even argue probably the larger impact than, that Anna Ferris made. You know, Anna Ferris is very good. Anna Ferris has had a successful career. We love her. But the cultural relevancy of Brenda is so enduring. And for <laughs> a large part of our culture, I mean, like the amount of people who, like you said, every day are quoting things from Brenda using gifts and reactions of her um Across the scary movies, you know, series, but for me, I think the first one uh, really is just, you know, that humor and and the. And this is a woman who I I I could not find anywhere that said that she took acting lessons, has you right. know, gotten to school for this shit. She is just and again and 
you could not tell me that like, oh, that's just um, Regina Hall being Regina Hall. It is not. She is performing. The comedic timing is master level. It is unreal. Imagine fucking Christina Milian doing that. No. I can't. When you said that up front, I was just like, okay. And no shade to Christina Milian, but like Regina is doing some of the best comedic work of our time. Like it's, it's unreal. It, it is unreal. You know, she's not one of the weigh-ins and those guys who had done comedy and shit before her and Anna are, were unknowns. They you know hadn't done anything. She was a stripper in the best man for 15 minutes. You know, that was her big break. Scary movie. Even when everything else went away in three or four, they said, we do in fact need Brenda. We, I'm so sorry. We kill her every movie. <laughs> we are going to need her because it's lightning in a bottle. You know, yeah. those movies live and die by the interactions between Cindy and Brenda. That's it. It's, it, it, it's unmatched, unparalleled. And for as aged and how um, offensive, frankly, like those movies are, <laughs> like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, fuck yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, it's, it was 2000. Like, they're not going to be kind to the gays. I'm so sorry. Um, but they are a time capsule. And they did capture so much um, about what was going on at the time. And she's just a genius. She's just a genius. And if, you know, that's what it took for people to recognize that she is a comedic genius. So fucking be it. Thank God. <laughs> because now we get the girl's trip and, you know all these other things that come after um yeah so there it is my five-star review scary movie and then it started to get wild and people was getting freaky in the pool and stuff i look over and there was your girl getting buck wow in the jacuzzi so with a backup dancer i mean that's nasty louie that's what i like about you after all these years you can still surprise me I, I listen. I was like, "What am I going to do?" I get do? it, though. No, I mean, I, I don't. I don't mean to make light of your pick. I think your pick is great. Thank you. What about you, Gavin? What do you think? Um, I, I once again, I I think you sort of nailed it. I think she is oftentimes giving five star performances in movies that are not five star. And I said my piece during the rewind that I don't love support the girls. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I think what she's doing in it when she's on camera is so good. So that's my five-star review. And I, like you said, we're, we were maybe underselling it because it's been so oversold, but I love her role. As you mentioned, she's a manager at this restaurant. It's a very uh, Hooters-esque, you know, it's a local hometown Hooters. I grew up in a town that had one of those. It was called Betty Beavers. <laughs> and, and, yep. And wow. the controversy was that the sign had breast. It was a beaver of like an anatom, a, like female anatomically correct beaver in a skimpy outfit that had breasts that stuck out of the sign. Okay, so it was not anatomically correct. It was an anatomically incorrect beaver with breasts. Well, yeah, well anatomically for furries, I'm guessing. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the, I like, I know that place. I'm aware of that place. And, and I think that she has so many interesting bits. And like you said, a lot of the movie for her, especially is watching it build and watching it, the, you know, the things that she has. She has a husband who's leaving her. Mm-hmm. She has a manager who is unstable 
mm-hmm. or a boss who's unstable. She has a staff of mostly new girls yeah. that she, you know, she needs to keep in line as well as, you know, these veteran girls who she's basically only getting to do things based on favors. You know, yeah. one of, one of her employees has brought her kid in for the day cause she couldn't get a babysitter um, on top of that, you know, there's the competition from a, a new restaurant across the street, which is very much the same style. And I just, yeah, I love watching that. And you brought up the scene earlier that is the most dear to my heart. She throws a car wash earlier in the film to raise money for a waitress whose boyfriend has abused her and they want to give her money. And she goes to that house to deliver it. And that woman reveals that she's going to use that money to pay for her boyfriend's medical bills. Leave that money here, Shayna. Leave it here. What do you mean, leave it? I don't think so. I will break your other leg. I do not give a fuck right now. Do you want to test me? It was very nice of you to raise the money for us. For her. We really appreciate it. For her! Look, I get it, okay? I do, but Lisa, this is for me, okay? This was my responsibility. I acted completely out of control. Ambulance, emergency room. We're not blowing this shit on product. Like I said, this is my responsibility, okay? Mine. Money down, Shayna. I love you. I love you. Very much. Put the money down. I think it's kind of fucked up if you ask me. If you really think that helping someone means you get to tell them how to live their life. It's hard. It's it's a movie about people. And I will say the film suffers towards the end when she's not in a lot of it. For the for like the last 20 minutes until the last couple scenes, she's out of the film. Well, she decides, you know, that how many times is she gonna get fired and actually be like, okay, yeah, you I don't belong here, you don't want me here. Right. Because she's basically given her identity to this place. She There's a great scene. There's not a lot of dialogue. She's just walking around the restaurant and she sees, you know, one of her girls really hanging on to like a customer and she like, it makes her so uncomfortable. She goes and sees, you know, just this place that is, she's trying to walk the line. She's She keeps right. saying over and over, she keeps saying, this is a family restaurant. We get a lot of locals in here, a lot of good people. We are just here to, you know, as a community, good place. And she wants to believe that. And she wants to, like, really, you know, support the fucking girls. Like, and support these people who are really working class. Even the fucking chef in the back whose cousin was trying to break in. And she does him, like, such a solid. She's, everything she's doing is just to try and, like, keep this place afloat. Um... But unfortunately, like the thing that most people realize is like, you can't control everything. That young waitress wants to fuck that customer, you know, like that customer over there is a fucking asshole, you know, like it, it, there are all these things that are happening to her life that are out of her hands and she's, you know, cannot control everything. And so she decides to say, okay, well, fuck this place. I'm out of here. And and I think the you know she has this i idealized dream as you said the, of like how she can control everything and I I think you know at the end of the movie spoiler alert if you don't want to hear about the end of the movie <laughs> skip ahead a couple minutes she has a job interview with the competing restaurant 
And the woman really lays it flat for her that like, they don't care about any of these women. It's not about families. It's not about people like we will burn through. Yeah. You know, if you get this manager position, just you know these aren't people they're numbers right there's yeah the turnover is really high so we really have like a really great work program to get people like in and out in and out it doesn't matter yeah Um, which is so like antithetical to what she was trying to cultivate right at double whammies and and listen i also think it's a red flag if you show up to a workplace and they're like we're a family i i think in this case like I said, I've seen this place. Like I know this place, and I, I know you know Betty Beaver. I know Betty Beaver, and so I think I think that she, there's a lot to draw on here, and I think she does it really beautifully. Once again, I don't. Lo- I would. I didn't rave about this movie. You know, I've seen a lot of movies like this, and I think there's some that are very successful and some that are not. I think this is sort of more squarely in the middle, but I think. Truly, her performance is a five-star performance, so I gotta give it to support the girls. Excellent pick, Gavin. Um, what else should we recommend to the girls? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, definitely Best Man Holiday. I don't think you need to watch The Best Man. You don't, because literally The Best Man Holiday does a very good intro Recap. montage. Of, yeah, yeah. You know it all, girlies. Uh, but... It's also not a waste of your time if you want to watch The Best Man. Uh, But it's just, it's not Regina's movie. And so, like, if you're just watching for Regina, Best Man 2 is the way to go. I think The Hit You Give is very good. Oh, yes, of course. I I think, I I would say, like the movie, 90% is very good. I would say 90% of the performances are also very good. I think there's a lot of, like, different... And on the back of a very excellent novel, I've actually read the novel before, um... YA is my shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> truly is. But I, but I will say, like, it's a very triggering movie. It's not easy to watch, um, especially if you have a, even an iota of empathy or, or uh, feelings about Black Lives Matter and just the horrors of um, people fucking being killed on the streets by the police. Girls Trip. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, cannot say enough good things about Girls Trip. I love that movie. I could watch it anytime it's on. It's I so think, fucking funny. Yes, absolutely. I also am gonna. I have to go to bat for both Think Like a Man and um, About Last Night. I think they are the pinnacles of these ensemble black movies. Um, it's all your faves from Tyler Perry without the bullshit of Tyler Perry. Um, it's drama. It's relationships. It's sex. It's gross out humor it's regina and think like a man regina is dialed back and she is a mom trying to find a partner in about last night she is dialed up to a thousand and it's her and kevin hart fucking improving the house down and just like a full riot i will follow you into the about last night territory i cannot with good conscience how dare recommend think like a man but that's you know it's good i kevin hart also in think like a man yeah, um, yeah, the one of the worst bits of it. I was just like, Jesus Christ, shut him up. Um, but uh, but, but Taraji as well. Taraji, she's great. I think I'm okay with Kevin in both of these movies because this is before Kevin Hart was Kevin Hart. You know, yeah, like this was before. I don't know. Be- there's st- there's still some stuff that I'm just like. How did we not know? And I even fucking interviewed him. I interviewed him. He was one of the last interviews I did before I was like, I'm not really a journalist anymore. Uh, but yeah, he was so nice. He was so nice. I, know. I mean, so that's the thing that I think before he became 
uber famous and like kind of an asshole, you know, I was like, oh, this is a guy who's hustling. He is yeah. hustling for his life in the scary in scary movie three and four. He is as like a little bit thing and like he's working very hard. Um, and I think in these movies with Regina, it's like, oh fuck, he's very funny. And unfortunately, for a lot of fucking straight men who get attention, they end up just fucking acting like idiots. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, um, we'll save that for our Kevin Hart episode. <laughs> yeah, that will never come, and that you'll never hear, and that will never do. Um, but yes, I, I there's a lot of uh, g- good things to get just the the crazy good range of of uh, of the talent of Regina. So absolutely. But before we get into our fast forward, why don't we do our mixed reviews review? Yes. So my one star review is 2016's When the Bow Breaks. <gasps> That's so funny. That's my one star review. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, my five star review is 2000's Scary Movie. And my five star review was 2018's Support the Girls. Now let's get into the fast forward. So there's a lot of things coming down the pipeline. A I mean, lot. There, she was just in a Sundance film, which is coming out in September called um, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Amazing. And it's everybody I know that saw it at Sundance was like, it's great. It's Amazing. hilarious. Amazing. Um, I, I very much am looking forward to that. There is a best man TV show. Oh, my God. A TV show. Yeah, yes. A TV other sequel was long and works yes but i read that she was always like there's a script it's just people's schedules the schedules right. have been hard because so many different people are working which well, is great n- now they've got them together for a tv show i have no idea how many episodes are going to get out of that i have no idea like what the but it's just going to be the continuing adventures of these friends and they've also promised that this is the end so this is the last continuing adventure Chapter. of these friends i think i think think don't quote me on this it's peacock that got the rights to it um and uh, you know i'm excited about that because i did not know that i was going to be such a best man uh stan stan you know yes it also just made me think about like friends who you know leave your life and then the sad how sad that is and then coming back together and being like you're still my girl i mean that's a lot of what girls trip is about you know like yeah i i, I don't know i love that i i love yeah, so we are best man stands in this house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and and she's, you know, in the process. I mentioned that she signed a Showtime deal. She's in the process of producing things for herself. What is the thing that you want from Regina? Where are you wanting her career to go? I, I The options are truly unlimited. You know, when I was watching Master, I was like, wow, this is, you know, her doing kind of spooky horror stuff. And I mean, they're not a joke to be found in this movie, like to be very clear, but seeing her talk with this young black woman and talk about how hard it is to be black in a college that was not made for you and perhaps was even made exclusively to exclude you. She just has so much pathos just pouring out of every pore in her body I think she has given us some of the greatest comedies in the last 20 plus years. And I'm very happy now to see her being given the opportunities to do accent work. 
do genre. I think she just shines when she's able to find characters that are really smart, you know, because she's really smart. Ryan in Girls Trip is very smart. Her flaw is that she is just too proud, you know, and she is sacrificing parts of herself to be this thing that she thinks she needs to be. I think even Brenda is, she has said, I think Brenda is smart. She is loud, obnoxious, you know, silly and stupid, but she is the one waking Cindy up and being like, you dumb bitch, this is Bones. Yeah, like, that's. I was just gonna say. I also think Brenda's smart. Brenda, that's is my smart. favorite quality about Brenda. Brenda is the one who is saying, "No, we should not split up, you fucking stupid white people." Right. Like, are you also fucking- don't bring the monster that's chasing you to me, you dumb bitch. Like- yes. Yeah, and so even though you know she is loud, obnoxious, she is the one like, oh, that's just like a wet bitch. I can beat her ass easy. You know, like it. All these roles of of women who are interesting, complicated, complex, uh, like and support the girls, like and they hate you give, like, oh, to see her play a mother now is honestly so satisfying. (laughs) Um, And also just imparting this kind of light that she has, because truly, anytime I see her pop up in a movie, it's just like, oh, yes, there's just this light. Um, that she has and it's whether she's acting up acting a fool or you know truly imparting you know motherly love it's it's just a gift and so what do I want okay I will say that it was fun in Shaft seeing her do action stuff that was fun if Tom Cruise can be fucking still doing this impossible mission get, get me Regina I agree with everything you just said. I I love watching her on screen. She is a natural performer. It's hard to keep your eyes off of her when she's on camera, be it a small role, be it, you know, and I think that's why, you know, even though her and Gabrielle Union didn't really have much to do in the Honeymooners, when they were on screen, I loved it. I love watching them and their interplay and... Get them and, a buddy comedy, okay? Absolutely. And so, and yeah, we've seen Gabrielle Union can do action. So yes! like, yeah, just put them... Yeah. And don't fetishize the guns, though. That's the only. <laughs> but the, but the, uh, I don't really know what I want for her to do next because I think she's in sort of an exploratory realm. I don't think Regina Hall of a decade ago would have done Master, but mm. I'm glad she did, and I think she gives a very beautiful performance in that movie. And I like that she's being allowed to try things and you know like you said the the failure of when the bell breaks is not her fault no it's, that's just it's, like a horrible script yeah it's a garbage all around so i guess my the thing that i want from her is just keep heading in the direction she's going produce your own stuff you know find the things that you're passionate about and keep moving in that direction and i'm glad you're finally at this point though it should have happened much sooner yes but unfortunately like we work in a, a racist system uh-huh but it was so clear so much earlier than than now that she she's is a star. A, she's a star. She's a powerhouse, and like yeah, we are just now reaping the benefits of t- her 2017, essentially. You know, of Girls yeah. Trip and Support the Girls, the combined critical and commercial success of both those things. You know, she just was um, invited to become a member of the Academy. I think in 2019, um, you know, she famously hosted the Oscars with um, Wanda Rick. Sykes. 
you know i also i i didn't really watch the oscars so i don't really have a dog in this fight but i i found people like didn't like her shtick about being horny and i was like that's that's dumb let let her do like she was incredible they're patently wrong she i was i thought all three of them were very good i have no no notes like it was (laughs) very good like they're fuck you they're women comedians like I would prefer the three of them doing it every year than ever trying to figure out like Kevin Hart or the rock or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, Anyways, Seth MacFarlane's going to host again next stop. year. I hope everybody enjoys. <laughs> no, I, I just think, you know, we are reaping the benefits. You're right. She is just now at 51 years old, proven her success as a actress, uh, as a bankable actress as a likable actress, I'm excited for what's next. Be it more drama, be it more comedy. God, I hope it's just like everything. I want everything for her. This was such a fun episode to watch and go through her movies because so- sometimes, oftentimes, we watch a lot of bad movies and there's just like nothing. We get nothing out of it. Right, right. And that's what was so surprising is there were there was bad movies there here. Bad movies and it was, here. I, do, I know we were very positive on this, but like we told you there were bad movies. But she rarely ever shows up and doesn't give her 110%. Regina, we get it. We get you. We love you. We love you. I think that wraps up Regina, and I, I hope we did her justice. If you would like to sing her praises to us, you can always find us online at, at The Mixed Reviews. We are on Facebook. Just type in The Mixed Reviews. You can email us at reviewsmixed at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram. We're at the underscore mixed underscore reviews. And if you want to listen to the back catalog of our episodes, we're on every major podcast app, Apple, Spotify, Google, Audible, Amazon, iHeartMedia, you name it, we're there. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please go there. Leave us a five-star rating. Yes, five. And write us a little review and we'll <laughs> read it on the, the girls, show. Support guys. the girls. And we're the girls in this situation. We're the girls in this situation. Um, uh, to, to the guy who said, I've never watched a movie because I didn't get... Pulp Fiction, LOL. We have a back catalog of five years worth of shows. Just as a new repository of the videos I make, we're also on TikTok. You can find uh, us at, yes. at The Mixed Reviews on TikTok. Uh, and uh, hey, people watch those videos. They watch them a lot more than they do on Instagram. So, I mean, are we about to go viral? Oh my God, Gavin. <laughs> I mean, you're currently viral. That's the... <laughs> Sorry, couldn't you help re- it. You really fucking clocked me there, bitch. You got me, gal. <laughs> I don't uh, but we, I know, I know. We'll be back in two weeks with another subject and a special guest. A special guest. Also coming soon, screen drafts featuring us and the lovely gentleman over at This Had Oscar Buzz. It is coming. So watch out for that. And, and we've we've watched a lot. So. Bad things. <laughs> so many bad things. Bye. I was at the bar, shake breaking and taking them all. And that night I played the wall. Checking out the fellas, the highs and lows. Keeping one eye open, still clocking the hoes. There was one particular girl that stood out from the rest. Poison ass can beat the high power chest. The bride is here and I'm running the show. Ladies, now, now you know. know. <laughs> now, now you know. know. Everybody.